On February 2nd, 2011, 18-year-old Moises Mraz Espinosa got into a fight with his mother. He put on music by the band King Diamond, grabbed a cord, and strangled her. He then dismembered her body in the shower, cutting her into hundreds of pieces, removing her fingers and toes, putting the pieces into a freezer in the living room, and peeled the skin off of her skull, into which he carved upside-down crosses and carried around in a backpack for the next two days. He then confessed to his cousin what he had done and turned himself into the authorities. Two years later, he was put on trial for murder, and that's where I come in. I'm stand-up comedian Matt Walker, and I was on the jury for the trial. This is the story of the murder of Amelia Espinoza as told by me, juror number eight. My name is Matt Walker. I'm a comedian, and with me is my friend Stephen Kramer Glickman. Um, hi. <laughs> yeah. Together, we host a podcast called The Nighttime Show. Yep. Which is all about interviewing celebrities and having fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but something that happened is I was on the jury for a murder trial, and this is the case. Holy crap, dude. And you know that I'd been on a murder trial jury, but I've never told you about the case, so I figured, why don't we record some stuff, put together a little podcast where we talk about it, and I can tell you firsthand what it's like to be a juror on a murder trial, and that's why this is juror number eight. So, uh, this case, let's start at the beginning, um, which is where I came in, which is in June of 2013. Uh, it's actually probably in March when I got the notice, but in March, I got a notice saying, hey, you've been selected for jury duty, which, as an American, I get, you're a Canadian, you don't get those things, because yeah. you're not a citizen. Oh, no, I do. I do get, uh, will you, can you be a part of a jury, and I just get to write back and say, Oh, you're just like, I'm Canadian, I'm sorry. Canadian, suck it. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky bastard. Yeah. So, uh, I get the thing, I send it in, you know, like you're supposed to, and then they like, oh, call in... In uh, June, whatever, they tell you when you're supposed to call in. So I called in. I said, come in the next day, go down to the courthouse in Norwalk, sit around in a room all day. And then uh, at about 10 a.m., they shuffle us all into a courtroom. There are like 150 of us that they shuffle into a courtroom. And then this judge, uh, Daryl Brackman, I believe was the judge's name. And he says to all of us sitting there, he's like, hey, this is going to be an extremely violent and gruesome case that this is, that you've all been brought into this room for if any of you are squeamish or cannot handle seeing things that are graphic please let us know and there were probably 15 people that shot their hands up and then they were excused right there whoa and uh, i could have done that obviously but i i was like i've been on the internet since 1992 there's nothing you can show me that'll shock me nothing i was wrong by the way i was wrong (laughs) really yeah so you start going through that jury selection process and that took the entire day and part of the next day like, it was like a long process, because I don't know if you've been in a courtroom when they're selecting juries. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So what they do is they have the jury box where the jury sits during the trial. So they bring up, uh, basically, they fill it with 14 people, because normally a trial like this has 12 jurors and there's two alternates. So they have the 14 seats, and they bring in 14 people, and they call off like a badge number that you have, and it's picked at random. So it's like, you know, like, one, eight, six, four, nine three like the world's crappiest lottery that you're winning <laughs> like you win yeah. hey you get to spend a week of your life in jury duty um so they call out the numbers and then the people go up and fill in the spots right uh-huh. and then they start asking them questions the lawyers and uh like the prosecution gets to ask some questions and the lawyers get to ask some questions the first thing they do is the judge says hey does anybody know moises Morales espinoza does anybody know amelia espinoza right cs those names if you know those people did anybody if know you them no 
Okay. No, I, mean, I think it's pretty unusual that people would know them because it's picked at random from all of L.A. County, right? So then uh, they start asking questions and stuff like, you know, have you been on a jury before? Was there a verdict in the case? They can't ask whether you convicted somebody or not. Like, there's all kinds of rules about what they can and can't ask people. But they ask these questions, and then they start asking other things like, you know, where were you educated? What do you do for a living? Um, and they try to get some sense for whether somebody's like— a soft mark or whether they're harsh is I think what, what they're going what, for. What do you tell people that you do for a living when they did that? Uh, well, when I got in there, uh, they asked me what I did for a living. I said I was a comedian and I do IT work during the day. You know, that's what, if they asked me, that's what I said. So they go through this whole process and they're asking people questions and they start eliminating them. And as somebody gets eliminated, they're like, after, like each side got to ask a, f- a couple questions and they're like, okay, prosecution excuses number three, number 11, number five, and number seven. And defense excuses one, four, whatever we agree on, blah, 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 right? And there's certain things that come up and they're like, they ask, oh, is there any reason why you can't do this? And there was like, I remember a guy saying like, oh, I work for a towing company and we have a contract with the county. And if there's not a certain number of tow trucks on the road, then the company gets fined. And we only have three drivers. I'm one of the three. So like our company will go under. And it's funny because like some of the excuses, the judge is like, okay, yeah, you, you're excused. Other ones, the judge is like, nope, too bad. That's what he said to the guy who was the tow truck driver. I remember Whoa, that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But remember, then they ask people questions that get to be a little more general as they go along and they're shrinking down the number of people. Because uh, they can only ask like a certain number of questions, and then the judge is like, "Hey, you asked your number of questions. That's it. Sorry." Um, so as they're going through the process, I remember they were like, uh, "Is there any reason why you think that you cannot be impartial in a murder trial?" And there was this one guy was like, "Yeah, I know eight murderers." <laughs> like a guy said that in court. He's like, "Yeah, I know eight murderers," and they were like, "What? What, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, I was in a gang, so I know a bunch of people that've been convicted of murder." He got excused. That guy. Whoa. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. So if you ever get called into jury duty, you say you know eight murderers, then you're Holy probably going to Crap, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Uh, and then sometimes you see there were some people that were just trying to get out of it, which was kind of funny. Like they were just yeah. making up anything they could say. Like what? Like what would they say? They would just be like, well, uh, I'm really disturbed by violent crime. I don't think I can be impartial. And the judge Whoa. is like, the law requires you to be. And they're like, well, I, just, I don't think I can do it. And, like, the judge would have, like, the people like that where he knew they were just screwing with the system. Like, they just didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He had them sit elsewhere in the courtroom. Like, the other people, you get excused, then you basically, you're done with jury service. Um, so those he made sit in the courtroom and watch the rest of the day, like, so they couldn't just go and be released. Because he was at least going to inconvenience them that much because he was annoyed that they were doing that. Wow. But then, so they get to the end of the first day, and there's maybe, like, 30 of us left that haven't been in the box Right. And then it's the end of the day. It's like four thirty and like the court's closing. So he's like, Hey, the people that are here, you have to be back at eight AM in this room tomorrow morning. Do not be late. Don't be late. Like this is this is the job. You have to be here tomorrow morning at eight AM in this room, whether you're sitting in the jury box right now or you're just in the sitting in the regular seats watching this go on because you're gonna be called into the box possibly. So you have to be here at eight AM, right? So right. come back the next morning, eight AM. Uh, they do like a head count and they're supposed to be like, you know, like 35 or whatever. And there's 34. One person's missing. Right. Oh shit! And then they're like, OK, do we have consent to start the process? Blah, blah, blah. So they waited about 15 minutes and then they started. And then this woman comes in about half an hour in and she's like 19. This poor girl had to take like three buses and transfer twice to get there. And she missed one of the buses. And the judge was like, OK, 
thank you for coming in. Uh, please sit over here. And he put her, made her sit by herself. And he's like, uh, at the end of the jury selection process, we're going to have a contempt of court hearing for you. And then we're going to find out what uh, the repercussions are going to be. Uh, but you could be you could be locked up in jail, could be fined. We don't know what that'll be yet. We're going to have a, a little hearing after this is done. And then she just had to sit there thinking about all oh, that stuff that could happen. my God. <laughs> yeah. Because this judge did not screw around. Like he was a like he's been a judge. I, he's probably retired by now, but he'd been a judge for like Holy thirty years. Jesus. Like he was like a a tough dude. And that was that's the moment where I was like, oh, this guy does not screw around. Like there is no screwing around at all during this process of the whole jury trial or jury service, anything. Like you do not want to mess with this guy. How, okay, so here's a, a couple quick questions for mm-hmm. you. Um, do you get paid to be on the jury? Yes. Do you know how much you get paid? No. Well, the first day, you don't get paid. But days after that, you get $15 a day. $15 a day? (laughs) A day. What happens if you are counting on the... What if if it goes on for like a month? You could lose your your place. You could be screwed. That's why part of the process when they're picking jurors is they try to find people. And, And the people who had things where they're like, look, I'm... A father, I have three children that I support. If I don't show up to work, I don't get paid, whatever. They they were re- released pretty much, right? Okay. So, so most y- people who had a financial, legit financial hardship were, were let go. Like that was not an issue for anyone, I don't think. Wow. But I mean, that could be a problem. But um, a lot of employers pay you when you're on jury service, oh. especially if you're a government employee, then you still get paid your normal rate. Okay. Um, like my sister was on a grand jury. I don't know if it was a grand jury, just a real long trial, but she was on a thing where she would meet in the courthouse for one or two days a week for pretty much a year to a year and a half for this whole process. But she works for uh, a government office in Northern California, so she got her normal pay. It was just like part of the part of the deal. Oh my god, that is bananas. Okay, all right. So then, so here, wait, one other question for mm -hmm. you: When you're sitting in the jury box, Mm -hmm. how long are you in the in the jury box for? So it depends. So like there were people who got called up at the beginning of the process and they were in the jury box all the way to until basically they're like, all right, you're we've got our final 14, our, our 12 jurors and our two alternates. Like so there was somebody who I think was in like the the second batch of people that got pulled in and he was just there the whole time. Well, that's, I, not, what, well, that's not what mm-hmm. I mean. What I mean is like, l- let's say you you had to get there at what time? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. So and you're you, sitting in the courthouse, but you're sitting, not in the jury box. So when do they put you in the box? So so like what they do is they fill up the box and they dismiss people and then they fill in those seats when okay. they dismiss people. So like let's say the box starts off and there's 14 people in it. Right. Then they dismiss like 11 of them. Then they get 11 more people to fill that in. So from the people that are just sitting in the gallery, they pull in the next 11. That's when they draw like the next numbers, like number 84654 or whatever. And then you go in and you sit in that spot and they do that until it's all full again. Then they ask some more questions, dismiss more people, fill it in, dismiss more people, fill it in until they're at a point where they're like, hey, these are 14. We don't want to dismiss anymore as a prosecution. Defense is like, we don't want to dismiss anymore or they're out of their dismissals. Yeah. yeah, And then they just say like, that's the final one. So then you're so then when the the trial starts you're in the box. Yeah. But this is all before the trial has started. So okay, this is right, just so we're still, picking the jury. Got it. Um and then I was one of like maybe the last 15 people in the room that hadn't been Whoa. called up yet and I got called and put into the box at that point and then you know they asked just really basic questions like other were like what do you do for a living? Are are you able to be impartial? Are you disturbed by graphic and violent imagery? Like those three things, basically. And I said, you know, I'm a comedian and web developer. Uh, I can be impartial and uh, I'm not disturbed by 
those things. Like they're did, not going to. Did make anybody? Me have uh, did anyone else on the jury ever say to you, "Hey, uh, when when are you doing a show next?" After it was all over. Okay. But so during the process, you yeah. can't talk to each other. Whoa. Like you're told you're not supposed to talk with the other jurors. Like you can say hello, good morning, but you can't talk about the trial or anything that's going on. So like you're basically sitting there and you don't know these people. So like you have nothing to talk to them about. So you can't really talk to them at all. That's weird. So we got to the, the end of the process and I was picked to be one of the jurors. I was juror number eight on the Amazing. trial, which is pretty wild um, to, to go through that process. And then I think the the trial then started on the third day. Um, so we got through a full day of jury selection. The next day, jury selection, we were done at about you know lunchtime, one o'clock, something like that. And they just said, okay, it's too late to start the trial today. So we're going to start tomorrow morning, be here at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, oh, so at that point, they, they pick all the jurors, right? Then there's this poor girl who's like 19. And then the judge meets with the prosecutor and defense attorneys. Like he's like, please come up. And he had her like sit down in the juror box. And he's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to discuss this real quick. And he, Calls him up and then they talked for like a couple of minutes, just scaring the crap out of her. And he's like, "All right, you can go." And they just let her go. Oh! But he did it to like really iron to nail home that it was a serious matter. Like he oh couldn't be God. late for any reason. Yeah, you know, so she got off, and there was no problem. You know, no issue. wasn't arrested. No contempt of court. Anything like that. But you know, they they don't want the process just to be like, "Oh, we'll show up when we show up." Like, there's none of that. Like, because apparently, like in the rules for when you're having a trial like this you can't have somebody come in partway through and then be part of the jury. Like they have to be in there in the room the whole time. Wow. Um, that is terrifying. Yeah. So I, I imagine she was, uh, she was scared the whole time probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. So I was selected for the jury about to get started into the trial and we'll start that on the next episode. Right. Thanks for listening to juror number eight and be sure to tune into the next episode to find out what happens when the trial begins. Oh.